Day 9 of Totus Tuus' Novena to Mary Immaculate Star of Hope With quotes from Pope Benedict XVI's encyclical letter Space Alvi On Christian Hope With a hymn composed in the 8th or 9th century Thus for over a thousand years The Church has greeted Mary, the Mother of God As Star of the Sea Ave Maris Stella. Human life is a journey. Towards what destination? How do we find the way? Life is like a voyage on the sea of history, often dark and stormy, a voyage in which we watch for the stars that indicate the route. The true stars of our life are the people who have lived good lives. They are lights of hope. Certainly, Jesus Christ is the true light, the sun that has risen above all the shadows of history. But to reach him, we also need lights close by. People who shine with his light and so guide us along our way. Who, more than Mary, could be a star of hope for us. With her, yes, she opened the door of our world to God himself. She became the living ark of the covenant, in whom God took flesh, became one of us, and pitched his tent among us. So we cry to her, Holy Mary, you belonged to the humble and great souls of Israel, who, like Simeon, were looking for the consolation of Israel, and hoping, like Anna, for the redemption of Jerusalem. Your life was thoroughly imbued with the sacred scriptures of Israel, which spoke of hope, of the promise made to Abraham and his descendants. In this way, we can appreciate the holy fear that overcame you when the angel of the Lord appeared to you and told you that you would give birth to the one who was the hope of Israel, the one awaited by the world. Through you, through your yes, the hope of the ages became reality, entering this world and its history. You bowed low before the greatness of this task and gave your consent. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. When you hastened with holy joy across the mountains of Judea to see your cousin Elizabeth, you became the image of the church to come, which carries the hope of the world in her womb across the mountains of history. But alongside the joy which, with your Magnificat, you proclaimed in word and song for all the centuries to hear, you also knew the dark sayings of the prophets about the suffering of the servant of God in this world. Shining over his birth in the stable at Bethlehem, there were angels in splendor who brought the good news to the shepherds. But at the same time, the lowliness of God in this world was all too palpable. 
the old man Simeon spoke to you of the sword which would pierce your soul, of the sign of contradiction that your son would be in this world. Then, when Jesus began his public ministry, you had to step aside so that a new family could grow, the family which it was his mission to establish and which would be made up of those who heard his word and kept it. Notwithstanding the great joy that marked the beginning of Jesus' ministry, in the synagogue of Nazareth you must already have experienced the truth of the saying about the sign of contradiction. In this way you saw the growing power of hostility and rejection which built up around Jesus until the hour of the cross. When you had to look upon the Saviour of the world, the heir of David, the Son of God, dying like a failure, exposed to mockery between criminals. Then you received the word of Jesus. Woman, behold your son. From the cross you received a new mission. From the cross you became a mother in a new way the mother of all those who believe in your son Jesus and wish to follow him. The sword of sorrow pierced your heart. Did hope die? Did the world remain definitively without light and life without purpose? At that moment, deep down, you probably listened again to the word spoken by the angel in answer to your fear at the time of the Annunciation. Do not be afraid, Mary. How many times had the Lord your Son said the same thing to his disciples? Do not be afraid. In your heart you heard this word again during the night of Golgotha. Before the hour of his betrayal, he had said to his disciples, Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary. In that hour at Nazareth, the angel had also said to you, Of his kingdom, there will be no end. Could it have ended before it began? No. At the foot of the cross, on the strength of Jesus' own word, you became the mother of believers. In this faith, which even in the darkness of Holy Saturday bore the certitude of hope, you made your way towards Easter morning. The joy of the resurrection touched your heart and united you in a new way to the disciples, destined to become the family of Jesus through faith. In this way, you were in the midst of the community of believers, who in the days following the ascension prayed with one voice for the gift of the Holy Spirit and then received that gift on the day of Pentecost. The kingdom of Jesus was not as might have been imagined. 
it began in that hour, and of this kingdom there will be no end. Thus you remain in the midst of the disciples, as their mother, as the mother of hope. Holy Mary, Mother of God, our Mother, teach us to believe, to hope, to love with you. Show us the way to his kingdom. Star of the sea, shine upon us and guide us on our way. Prayer of Pope Benedict XVI on the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, 2010. Dear brothers and sisters, this year too we have arranged to meet here in Piazza di Spagna to pay homage to the Immaculate Virgin on the occasion of her solemn feast. I address my cordial greeting to all of you who have come here in great numbers, as well as to those who are taking part via radio and television. We are gathered round this historic monument, which today is surrounded by a mass of flowers, a sign of the love and devotion of the Roman people for the Mother of Jesus. The most beautiful gift, the most pleasing to her, and which we are offering to her, is our prayer the prayers we carry in our hearts and entrust to her intercession. They are invocations of thanksgiving and petition. Thanksgiving for the gift of faith and for all the good we receive from God. And petition for the various needs, for the family, for health and for work, for every difficulty that life makes us encounter. But when we come here, especially on this occasion of the 8th of December, what we receive from Mary is far more important than what we offer her. In fact, she gives us a message destined for each one of us, for the city of Rome and for the whole world. I, who am the bishop of this city, also come to listen, not only for myself, but for everyone. And what does Mary say? She speaks to us with the word of God who was made flesh in her womb. Her message is nothing other than Jesus, the one who is the whole of her life. It is thanks to him and for him that she is immaculate. And just as the Son of God became a man for our sake, so too she, the Mother, was preserved from sin for our sake, for everyone, in anticipation of God's salvation for every human being. Thus Mary tells us that we are all called to open ourselves to the action of the Holy Spirit in order, in our ultimate destiny, to attain an immaculate state, fully and definitively free from evil. She tells us this with her own holiness, 
with her gaze full of hope and compassion, which evokes words such as these. Do not fear, my child. God loves you. He loves you personally. He thought of you before you came into the world and called you into being to fill you with love and with life. And for this reason, he came to meet you. He made himself like you. He became Jesus, God-man, like you in all things but without sin. He gave himself for your sake to the point of dying on the cross. And thus he gave you a new life, free, holy and immaculate. Mary gives us this message, and when I come here on this feast, it impresses me because I feel it is addressed to the whole city, to all the men and women who live in Rome, even to those who do not think of it, who do not even remember that today is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, to those who feel lonely and forsaken. Mary's gaze is God's gaze upon each one of us. She looks at us with the Father's love itself and blesses us. She acts as our advocate and we invoke her thus in the Salve Regina. Advocata Nostra. Even if everyone were to speak badly of us, she, the mother, would speak well of us because her immaculate heart is in tune with God's mercy. So it is that she sees the city not as an anonymous agglomeration but as a constellation in which God knows each one personally by name, one by one, and calls us to shine with his light. And those who in the world's eyes are the first, to God are the lowliest. And those who are little, to God are great. The mother looks at us as God looked at her, a humble young girl of Nazareth, insignificant in the world's eyes, but chosen and precious to God. He recognizes in each one his or her likeness to his son Jesus, even though we are so different. But who knows the power of divine grace better than her? Who knows better than her that nothing is impossible for God, who can even draw good from evil? This, dear brothers and sisters, is the message we receive here at the feet of Mary Immaculate. It is a message of trust for every person of this city and of the whole world, a message of hope not made of words but of her history itself. She, a woman of our lineage, who gave birth to the Son of God and shared her whole life with him. And today she tells us, 
This is also your destiny, your own destiny and the destiny of all. To be holy like our Father, to be immaculate like our brother Jesus Christ, to be loved children, all adopted in order to form a great family with no boundaries of color or language. Because God, Father of every human being, is one. Thank you, O Mother Immaculate, for being with us always. May you never cease to watch over our city, comfort the sick, encourage the young, and sustain families. Instill in them the strength to reject evil in all its forms and to choose good, even when it comes at a cost and entails going against the tide. Give us the joy to feel loved by God, blessed by Him, predestined to be His children. Immaculate Virgin, our sweetest mother, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.